Welcome to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Wong, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. This is a place where you'll be guided to living your most aligned life so that your truest, most radiant self can emerge. We'll be jamming on topics ranging from spirituality, entrepreneurship, to wellness and lifestyle design, and everything in between that can support you to grow, evolve, and shine, all the while not taking ourselves too seriously. So if you're ready to step into your leadership, break through limiting beliefs, own all of who you are, and expand in abundance, grab yourself your faith cup of tea, and let's dive in. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sacred Emergence. It's Michelle Wong here, and I have such an amazing guest for you all today. I'm so excited to have her on. Dr. Rachel Yan is in the house, and I'm so thrilled to have Rachel. Welcome, welcome, Rachel. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah. Oh my God. So Rachel and I met um, actually through um, the Alpha Femme experience and Rachel works with, um, well, my mentor, but you work with her more directly, Melanie and Layer. Um, and I just, I just love when I see you on for like the trainings because you're hilarious. And you I also know you have such a big heart with the work that you do. So you practice functional medicine and uh, you gear it towards like what well, basically anybody. But I remember I heard you on the Queens of the Internet talk and you really talked about like health is so important, especially for entrepreneurs. Um, so I knew I wanted to talk to you and just, you know, learn more about your work and how you roll. Yeah, I think as an entrepreneur, that health piece is the one that we think that we could give away because we're really hard workers and we don't really have normal business hours and office hours. And, and we just, we have so much passion in what we want to do and the work that we bring to the world that we think that we can give it away in terms of our health. And if we're more tired or exhausted, that means we're doing well, but that's not always the case. Yeah. So do you work as like, cause you're an entrepreneur. Do you mm -hmm. find that there's a difference between your, like, do you work solely with women or also men? Like, how do you go about it? I work with both men and women and kids as well. Okay. So as long as you've got a body <laughs> and you want optimal health, you're a candidate. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So do you find that, um, like with working with women that, like they tend to burn out their adrenals more like what like I don't know if you see like a trend mm -hmm. yeah I think women have a unique kind of fatigue a unique brand of exhaustion because it's not just we're not as easily segmented as guys can be as men can be um, we really see the whole picture and the gift is that it gives us a very multi-dimensional way of approaching life and our business, our families. Um, but also we can be burnt out a lot harder and a lot faster that way because yeah, we're running the business, but we've got a kid and we've got a family and we're taking care of our parents. And there's so many other pieces that um, are equally important. And what ends up happening is we buy into the life that a lot of women buy into, which is we put ourselves last because we think it's sacrificial somehow we think it's honorable somehow and it's not we can't do it that way we can't buy into the old thinking of doing everything for everyone else and expecting gratitude in exchange that's not good mm, I love that so like you know not to make this men versus women but you're saying like because guys tend to be more like they tend to like I guess do one thing at a time is that what you mean 
So it's, yeah, they've got a better, I think men have a better way of focusing specificity sometimes. Um, and, you know, not that all men can't multitask, but men are really good at being specific. They're really good at chunking down and just doing that one thing, opening one box, taking care of that box. Whereas women, we've got all the boxes open and we're all sitting the in the tabs. middle of the boxes. <laughs> so, um, you know, and I think in that, as women have become more independent in the work in the workplace and more independent as entrepreneurs, and now we run our own businesses, we're very successful in college, we're successful in the workplace. Um, we think that we've got to do it like men. Mm. I don't think we really have to. And so as an example, like our hormones in our cycle, we have very different hormones that present depending on where we are in the month. And the hormones in the beginning of the month are very building hormones. They're um, momentum hormones. They're getting stuff done hormones. And the ones that near the end of the month are introspective. They're the ones that if we don't, you know, be careful about our mindset, they're the ones that can make us really crabby and complaining and nothing is right. But that kind of introspection is also really important. And I think, you know, I've heard of businesses now that are incorporating that kind of a, a cycle into businesses because otherwise guys can just tr like jump ahead and just mow ahead and they don't really take the time to think about like, okay, is it working or not? Whereas for women, that's actually built into our lives, into our hormonal cycle. So we just build that in a little bit in terms of, okay, what's not working? What needs to change? What's great? What's not great? And then you can switch over to, okay, so now we have some information. Now we can really go full steam ahead and then we pause again, is it working or not? So I think in that way, men and women can work very well together, but we've got to make sure that as women, we don't just pretend we're tiny men. <laughs> Instead of do it their way, it's not going to work. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. You were saying how a lot of businesses are starting to incorporate that, just like the cycle. That's awesome. Because mm -hmm. from what I, like just from my experience being in corporate, I don't know if um, you're implying corporate, but it's pretty like rinse and repeat, like linear. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I love hearing that. Yeah. That's awesome. So um, for functional medicine, like how did you get into it? Well, my original degree is in chiropractic, so that's when I went to school forever for, and my first and original business was a chiropractic office, and after a few years of doing that, I loved it, but I felt like I wasn't really getting to the root cause of people's health issues, and that's one of my big obsessions, like what is the, what's the origination point? What's the origination point of someone's pain or their fatigue or their health concerns? And after I realized that, as an example, some people can get body work like chiropractic, as an example, and they do very well. Like, they don't need a whole lot of work. They get some corrections, their body adapts to the proper new posture, to the posture of being healthy, and they're fine. And other people are just locked in a cycle of chronic pain, chronic dysfunction. And I got really frustrated with myself and with those patients at that time because I was just like, I'm just like a walking band-aid. I can't seem to get traction. I really want people to not remain in a cycle of pain. And so I realized that there were other pieces and other drivers like your biochemistry or your inflammation or your hormones that took like a deeper look at your health rather than just getting your external, like the the body adjusted as an example. So I switched over to functional medicine. I didn't know that's what it was called. Um, I had built a business for I think half a year before I realized that it actually had a name and there were people that were doing it. I was like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> that's awesome. 
So, okay. That's like, I, I love it because, um, with functional medicine, I love how it's, well, you tell me. So like I've, I've had tests done, you know, but it seems like with functional medicine, it uses like there's the tests are more thorough mm -hmm. and I'm just like, well, why can't, <laughs> why does it have to be special? Like functional medicine? Like why can't like all practice, like, you know, when I go for my annual checkup, you know, like, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just so interesting that it's such a specific branch of medicine that catches things that typical medicine doesn't. Mm -hmm. Well, allopathic or Western medicine, when you think about Kaiser or your local hospital, those are all under the allopathic medicine model. And they're also entrenched in insurance with how countries do their insurance. And the reason why they're not really meant to go that deep is really, I think the, the purpose of allopathic medicine is to make sure that if anything really bad happens, that they can help you. So you chop your arm off, they can put it back on, right? Like really acute problematic issues. But the problem is, especially in how we eat and live and the environment that we live in these days and the amount of stress that we go through as humans, we have a very differently presenting body than we ever have before. And also the things that we desire and expect for our lives have shifted a lot in the last generations too. And so with those combined and also having a longer lifespan as humans too, it becomes, I think, um, a really big challenge for the allopathic medicine model to take care of people because if you go in and you say, you know, it's got some heartburn or you're not sleeping very well um, or you're stressed out or hair is falling out, your metabolism is not good, they don't really have a strategy for you until you're sick enough to require medicine, surgery, or some kind of invasive operation to happen to you, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people just aren't sick enough until they are sick enough. And by that point, the amount of sickness and the amount of dysfunction is compounded into where we have these chronic diseases that we didn't have before. So I think functional medicine was really born to fill that gap where you're not sick enough to be labeled as sick yet. Mm -hmm. So the insurance company can't really help you yet. And your doctor, really, unless they just think that you're a bit depressed, like they can't help you either. And so this fills the gap of, okay, what am I doing today? What do my genetics look like? What does my future bode for me based on what I know about my own health and my body and what I'm doing for myself? And that helps fill the gap and to create optimal health, wellness, and thrive. And to give you the lens. So you mentioned further testing. Yeah, totally. It's like further testing so you know that. And I think it's so sexy because functional medicine has all of the newest technology in terms of testing. Like you're going to get tests that your medical doctor will never do for you or your insurance company will not approve for you because you're just, you're not sick. So why do you need it? Right. Mm -hmm. And it also combines all the beautiful botanical therapy, herbal medicine, traditional food medicine, and it makes it so that you're accountable for your health. You're not just slowly doing whatever until you eventually get sick enough to warrant that big talk with your doctor. I love that. So this is something kind of random, but I'm curious. So like I started getting white hair in my early 30, like 30 or 29. And like none of my parents, like they're in their, my mom, she's 70, dad's late 60s. And they now have white hair or gray hair, silver hair. And like, I'm getting it now. So I know it's not because I'm 
old. <laughs> so I always assume it was because I burned out my adrenals when I was younger by like going to bed really late and not getting enough sleep. And now my body's catching up. But now I'm like going to bed by like before 11. So, but I'm closer to 40. So does that mean like, <laughs> can I reverse it? <laughs> this is so crazy. Um, sleep was actually the topic for the rejuvenate module today. Ah. Um, I can give you a few really cool tidbits about that because, you know, a few years ago, 10, 20 years ago, we didn't have a lot of information about sleep other than the fact that we just all had to do it, but we didn't know why. And as an example for studies that we've done now, there is the greatest study in the world that's done twice a year. 1.6 billion people do this study um, through 60 different countries, and it's called daylight savings time, where either we lose an hour or we gain an hour of sleep, right? And for the times that we lose an hour of sleep, we see a 24% increase in heart attacks the next day. That's crazy. That is a huge and significant number. And in the fall, when we gain an hour of sleep, we see a 21% reduction in heart, heart attacks the next day. Hmm. And so this data is not limited to cardiovascular events. They're also, um, they, they talk about the immune system. Um, it also affects um, like your hormones. Um, it affects men and their testosterone, women and their sex drive. And so there's so many pieces about the body that if we, just go back to respecting how the body really wanted it to be done before we had modern society before we had created weekends and weekdays and different sleeping schedules depending on if it's a friday night or if it's a monday night right these things have to be respected and i think it's because of our deviance from how our bodies truly want to live that the medical system is honestly very overloaded they're not meant to take care of like sleep issues and hormone issues that are caused from lack of sleep right they they're here to help you if your arm gets cut off <laughs> um, <laughs> so to answer a question about like you know like what is there to be done about that you know, even things like alzheimer's disease just a four like a, a reduction in sleep like you get four hours of sleep you're going to get an immediate next day buildup of toxic proteins in the brain that are contributors to alzheimer's disease immediate next day rise and these toxins are normally flushed out in the sleeping process but because you are not sleeping you get that accumulation and when you stack that for days weeks months and years that's one provocative way to hasten that disease especially if you've got genetic genetic markers that make it more prone for you mm, okay so it sounds yeah. like sleep is super important <laughs> Yeah, like sleeping, eating, like these are these are non-negotiable things that we think are negotiable mm. in our modern day world. Yeah. And and it's not. Like there's yeah. no amount of healthy eating or a certain supplement to take to replace that. Mm. Yeah, I like for me, like it's been maybe the past two years where I prioritize sleep. And now like if I go to bed past midnight even if I get eight hours of sleep, I feel it in my body. So I have to like almost be out by 11, mm -hmm. you know, so before midnight for me, for sure. So it's like, I wish I had the patience to prioritize sleep when I was in my twenties and even early thirties, but you live, you learn. <laughs> yeah. You live and you learn it. And I don't know. We, we think that sleep is like a bank account. We can sleep extra on the weekends and then catch up, but but we can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So 
Well, tell me, like, what's your lifestyle like? <laughs> yeah. Well, my lifestyle, I mean, right now it's a little bit different because we're still in the middle of COVID. Yeah. Um, so it's changed. And when COVID started, because I'm, I really feed off of the energy of other people. I, I'm, an, I'm an introvert, but I love the energy of being out. I love the energy of being around people, especially people that are very energetic, lively, um, and just around town. So it was hard at first uh, to get all that shut down because I realized I had to create my own, my own energy and my own happiness. And I had a couple of weeks where I, I pouted and I, it wasn't really good. And then I figured it out. Um, and then after that, I really developed a really great routine to do the work that I do, to run all my businesses, to take care of my body, and to make sure that I don't buy into the lie that if I just work harder, then I'll get more reward later on. I think it's mm. a very um, entrepreneur mindset and probably an Asian mindset too. It's the lie that if we sacrifice now, we can get more happiness or more success later on. Yeah, that's a huge one. Oh my goodness. Cause it's, I've been fed that like work hard now you can play later. I'm like, when I get, don't I get to play? <laughs> I've been working forever. Yeah. So it's like, you got to take it as it comes. Yeah. So it's really creating that, that joy, like the day, the day encapsulated within itself. Is it sustainable? Yes or no. Mm -hmm. And if it's not sustainable, then what needs to change about that? Because I think um, as people become successful in their work or their jobs, their own businesses, it's always chasing that next success point, whether it's the promotion or it's the, as a business owner, maybe um, a new program that you're running or a new financial goal that you hit. But those things in themselves don't make you happy and they don't cause joy. And especially if you burn your stress handling systems out, if you burn your adrenals out, you burn all the joy away from your life <laughs> and oh. then it's not worth it. It's really not worth it. So that's been the biggest thing about my lifestyle is like, how do I bring, how do I bring that in so that I'm working and enjoying and playing and diligent all in the same day? <laughs> I love that. I love that. And how you said, like, if you don't pay attention, you'll start burning out your joy. Yeah. That's like a really great, just visual right there, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, cause we're connected on Facebook and I love how, I love how you structure your offerings and your, just like how you present the different pieces. So you're, how I see it, you're not a traditional, like, cause I know functional, I know a few functional medicine practitioners, so you're very different because you're not like making an appointment with me for a one-on-one. -on -one. Well, maybe you do, but like you have programs and these programs are very comprehensive. Um, and so it's, it looks like a very holistic approach, but it's not like schedule an appointment with me for a one-on-one -on -one and a, for a consult. And then there's a follow-up appointment. It seems like there's like this whole package. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was like that for a long time where I only worked one-on-one -on -one because with, and I get why people do it with functional medicine. It's a deep dive. You can't just generalize. You can't just say, everyone's just going to eat paleo. You can't do that, right? Everyone is going to need this. You can't do that. And so the gift of functional medicine, it's, it's so individualized. You can really get into the nitty gritties of how people's bodies are operating, what they need now versus temporarily versus forever based on the information you can glean from people's lab work. And I mean, like when I see someone's labs, I, I like know more about them than 
probably a lot of people in their lives. He just can really see how their body's gonna operate, can make predictions on their health. You can understand what kind of mood and temperament they're gonna have. So I get that deep dive with the one-on-one. And at some point I really had to sit with myself and think what kind of impact I wanted to make in the world and what kind of personal beliefs I had that was limiting someone else from getting into their optimal health. Mm-hmm. And one of my personal beliefs that was limiting other people's success was the fact that people can't, people can't improve unless they're in my one-on-one containers and they're going all the way. And it's part of this thing. I know a lot of people can resonate with this. It's the ideology of all or nothing. Mm. Either I go hard and all in and maybe stress myself trying to do it all the way to prove that you know I'm really doing it. Or if it's not the way that I thought it was going to be, or I don't feel like I can put enough energy and attention to it, then I'm not going to do it at all. And I think that all or nothing mentality is actually detrimental. There are times that we really want to go, you know, full force and really put our attention into things. And I'm not saying that's bad, but if it's either all or nothing, that presents a lot of problems, I think, in people's long-term success, because that kind of harsh judgment on ourselves, like, oh, I didn't go all the way. Might as well just quit now, gives people the ability to not look and see what's working and not working and readjust and keep going. Mm. And so I saw that all or nothing mentality in myself and I saw how it was was limiting people that I maybe could have reached that I would never reach. And at the point when I realized the work that I was doing in the world, it was literally a complete disservice and like just wrong just because it was in my mindset. And once I saw that I had to get over it. I had to be like, okay, so if social media is a way to reach people that I would otherwise never reach like they're not in denver i'm never going to just bump into them they're never going to hear about me from someone who sees me here in town then their trajectory of life may be completely altered just because i was not willing to change my mindset as to what people could and couldn't do like who am i to judge what you could and could do in any other kind of container so when i realized that then i realized that i had to expand my energy to be able to go online and to reach more people hold the energy for random people messaging me in the inbox um being okay with people seeing my stuff online and maybe judging it totally fine and once i expanded that then these online programs like rejuvenate for example started to open up where it's like okay well it's not going to be the whole thing, but in this particular container, people can actually get their adrenals looked at. They can look at their metabolism. They can look at their melatonin. They can look at the rhythm of their stress. And from that one little piece, their life might change. If you can change your adrenals and your stress, then you as a parent changes, you as a coworker changes, you as a business owner changes. And when you make that change, the ripple effect is very, very powerful. So I was like, okay, let's go. I love that. Okay. So like before, like the end of this interview, I want to hear a few, all your programs, (laughs) (laughs) like what's the difference between them? I love that. And so basically are you hundred percent online then with your business? Mm -hmm. Um, I still have an office here in Denver right now. And so I still do see patients, um, in person, although a lot of them right now have opted to just work online, which totally makes sense. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have patients out of the country right now. I have patients in Canada, I have patients in Germany, um, all across the U.S. So 
I mean, why not use technology? <laughs> yeah, I love that. So one of the things that I so appreciate about you, because like as a doctor, we're supposed to be, not we, but like the impression of a doctor is that they're supposed to be professional and like don't interact with your patients online. Like, you know what I mean? There's like this level of like, and I can see like, you know, professionalism and boundary, but you show up so authentically that I get to know you as a person. And because of that, it's like, well, I want to like, you know, I want to work with her, you know? So what's your, um, did you have, like, did you have to like overcome that or just like, F it, I'm just going to be me. So I had to overcome it so hard. I mean, I think when we think about who we were, when we began our business journey or our personal development journey, we can really see the, the steps that we had to take to become the people we are now. And I had to work so hard at it because I mean, a core piece of my story is, is not that I, w I didn't want to do business. I didn't go to school for business. Um, my sister did. I mean, the fact that I'm an entrepreneur is the biggest surprise to think of my family. Everyone was so pretty shocked about it. <laughs> um, it was just not in my books. It was not my personality. It's not what I wanted. And I was really content for a while just helping a small group of people one-on-one -on -one and go really deep. And that just made me feel like it was enough. And I had to develop a persona called Dr. Rachel, um, probably about, gosh, it's been 10 years ago now, more than 10 years ago. I graduated school really early, so I was really young. I looked younger than I was. Um, and I just, I had to develop this persona. Otherwise, I felt like I couldn't take myself seriously and other people would not be able to take me seriously at all. But it was a very, like a very brittle personality. <laughs> Definitely boundaries, but I was also probably just a complete sourpuss, just not fun to be around necessarily. Um, I felt like people trusted me, but I was definitely not pleasant to be around. And um, it worked for a while. And I would say the next phase of me thawing out and, and really being okay with like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a complete human. Um, I'm smart and I'm also ridiculously funny at the same time. I have a part of myself that is very irreverent. I laugh a lot at myself and my own jokes. And it's kind of that piece of being okay with showing that online and, and showing my personal development. That's been the biggest piece of my development and the biggest piece of the people that I work with and who I attract as well. And I mean, that was hard. I would say that about two years ago, Two and a half years ago, when I started working with Melanie, it was really tough to even conceptualize that idea of being open and being online. Um, I told her that I would rather dance naked in the street than to go online and to do a Facebook Live. So, <laughs> and I really meant it. I really meant it then. So I think one of the most beautiful things about business or like, you know, personal development, no matter where you want to be on the leading edge for your life is that it forces you to grow and it forces you to grow beyond what you would have normally done if you didn't say yes to the big thing. Mm, that is so good. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. 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 Well, I love like connecting with you on Facebook. And I, even before we started uh, recording this interview, I was like, can they, like, can I, mentioned that you have like a snake <laughs> and you also have a chinchilla which is like tell me more <laughs> I'm really weird I'm probably the most unique person I, I love it oh my goodness <laughs> I have a ball python she's like four and a half feet um she's super magical and 
she's a she's clumsy um she's not very smart but she's very magical and very caring and i have a chinchilla who is 17 or 18 years old at least and he's a grandpa and i've had him since i right after i graduated medical school wow so yeah he is he is an old guy and there's been many years where i thought that was it but nope he's still going strong i love it <laughs> so yeah how do you know if a snake is um what were you saying like clumsy <laughs> yeah she just um so we built her an enclosure that has a little bit you know of room to climb up a little bit there's a log and for a while i had her in my room because it was a warmer spot and just in the middle of the night you would just hear her falling oh. <laughs> off of stuff or just like thumping loud thumps and clumps you could hear so we moved her out of my room so we get better sleep but she's she's very clumsy and <laughs> just, hilarious. she would definitely never make it in a wild as a wild snake but i'm so thinking that she's she's domesticated <laughs> oh my goodness so what um i love snakes let's just i love snakes um like yeah i just find them fascinating so whenever there's a documentary like a national geographic on snakes i'm like oh my god let's watch it so like what what made you get one it was actually by accident. It was just someone who had handed her over. Um, it was supposed to be for just a short amount of time and it's still been going on. So <laughs> it was just, she just arrived. She showed up. Oh, wow. I love that. That is awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then going back to your, uh, your programs, um, which I, I have to say like, this is for listeners. Like if you want to work with like a functional medicine practitioner, um, Rachel's programs are so cool and your branding is cool. And it's like, I want it all. Um, yeah. So can you talk about rejuvenate, which it sounds like it's more adrenal and stress based, like related, like that's the mm -hmm. thing you'll learn. Yeah. So each program has a different, um, a different area of focus. And it also brings in a top level functional medicine level lab test. And this is the most important part because what I hear from all my patients and people online is that they they never knew they could take an adrenal test. Mm -hmm. They didn't know that was a thing. Um, and if they had one before, they didn't know that there was another one that was better. Mm -hmm. So the goal for the two goals for these programs that I'm running is to give people access to labs that normally their doctor would not even mention or not even bring up. Um, people would usually be um, given a colonoscopy or a, you know, like an upper GI scope long before they would get a stool test that would show things like their good bacteria and their bad bacteria and maybe a fungal overgrowth or parasites and how you digest your food. Um, so the goal is to give people information you've never had before, because if you have no information, you don't know where you are now, and you certainly can't plot a course forward on where you want to go. And so um, Rejuvenate is the adrenal program. And the test that's with that is the adrenal stress test. It looks at your stress rhythms through the day. It looks at cortisol through the day. And it actually has a rhythm that happens every single day, day and night. And if the rhythm is off, then there's not a whole lot you can do with your diet and your supplements necessarily until you normalize those rhythms. And those are the pieces that fundamentally drive your output of life, how you feel in your life day to day, and the lens with which you see the world. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so that's rejuvenate. It's all about adrenal stress, food availability, sleep availability, sleep consistency, hormones that are triggered by light and darkness. Um, and also from the entrepreneurial point of view, how you structure and discipline your life so that you're not going to bed and your mind just goes on and on and on about your to-do list and things that you didn't do and things that you should do and people have got to call, like it just never ends. You've got to really structure it so that biochemically, hormonally, rest and sleep rejuvenation wise, and also structurally how you look at your day all works for you. So that's rejuvenate. Um, the next program coming up is evolve. And that one is all about female hormones, which is going to be really, really fun. And then one after that is detoxify. We'll be looking at things like toxins, mold exposure. Um, we'll be looking at the toxins that you're actually holding and secreting from your body, um, which may depend on where you live, like fire freeway or in a new building, or maybe the work that you do and the hobbies that you partake in to see what's actually being stored in the body and to help people go through their first 21 day medically monitored detoxification, not just like some kind of a juice fast. Um, and then there's going to be a gut program strengthen that looks at the gut, which is the seat of everything. If you want to have good stress handling, if you want to have a good immune system, um, if you want to have good mental health, that all starts in the gut. And then after that, we're going to be going into the thyroid, which is all about your metabolism and how fast things go, which is built all around your immune system and how you feel in your body. So mm, those yeah, are just a little depends on where the focus wants to be. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay. So for the test, is it a, you said stool, is there like blood, like how, I don't know. This is why, mm. like what I hear, I get scared cause I'm not good with poking in blood. So it depends on which test. There's only one that requires a poke and that's the thyroid one at the end of all of this. Um, the adrenal test is a urine test. You literally pee on little pieces of strips, um, all through the day, kind of like pregnancy tests, but several times in the day and night. Um, the female hormone test is also a urine test. The detoxify program, which is all about um, mold and toxins that you store in your body, that one is a urine test as well. The gut test, that's a poop test. So you just have to scoop your poop into a vial and send it via FedEx. <laughs> I love it. And the thyroid test is a blood draw. As a blood draw, gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then like in the programs, they have, um, it's a group, but do they, like how does, do you read the results for each person or do you? So how it works is that the course itself is structured that anyone can take it. So even if someone say wants to take this course and they live in Greenland and there's no labs and we can't get a test kit to them, they can still take the course and get the lifestyle, dietary and mindset, emotional, mind, body, spirit pieces set. And that in itself is already very provocative. Um, And if you wanted to do a lab test on top of that, then you would do the test and then that would be read one-on-one with me or my practitioners. Um, And that would just be 100% your results and they don't apply to anyone else. So it's just just a one-on-one call. Gotcha. Yeah. That is so cool. Okay, so let's see what else. I think that's it. Like, how can people get in touch with you? I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. My website is precisionempoweredhealth.com. So lots of ways to get a hold of me if people want to talk. Amazing. So cool. Thank you so much, Rachel. You've been like, I just love connecting with you. You're so fun. And for like listeners, they, can they friend you on Facebook? 
Totally. People can friend me if I still have friends availability. <laughs> you can still follow Rachel if she's VIP right. at 5,000. <laughs> yeah, Rachel's there. She's awesome. And, uh, and she's funny. Like you have like this tongue in cheek sense of humor that is like, <laughs> I crack up so much when I see you like on like the courses and stuff. And I'm just like, oh my God, I love this woman. So gotta have fun first and foremost, right? Yeah, yeah. So if this resonated with you all, please uh, share this episode, tag us on Insta, uh, share us on stories, and we'll definitely share it back and connect with Rachel, check out her programs, and we'll see you all soon. Thank you so much. Bye. Join our free private Facebook group community, Sacred Emergence, to receive more connection, guidance, and support and take part in our five-day inner confidence challenge to not only boost your confidence, but to help activate your inner leadership. Details in the show notes. Thank you for listening to the Sacred Emergence podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And thank you in advance for sharing this with others who can benefit. Until next time.